Baker is the third quarterback in NFL history that had four different coaches in the first three seasons. And two of those included um, Hugh, Jack, Hugh Jackson and Freddie fucking Kitchens, who's now working at Cabela's, I think, in a uh, suburb of Boston. Who you betting on? Always on black, bad stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast tags. Send the bookie, tell him, bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles D'Angelo Antonio. Hello. And Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston. Hello. Jesus Christ. A little bit more energy for the AFC North. Today is the AFC North, and we are the West Coast Gamble is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. Second day of the MFK preview. AFC all week this week. NFC next week. It's all about the MFK. Sorry, Mrs. Crookston, for all the cursing that will be occurring, but we are breaking down the second division of our slate. It's a fun one, too, folks. There's a lot of good teams in this division. Three potential playoff teams and one team that does have the future ahead of them, but it might not be this year. It's going to be very interesting to dive into. As with all of these divisional previews, all of them, we could not do it alone. So let me introduce the guest we have to help us break down the AFC North. You may know him from his podcast, Big Mouth, Small Words, which you can find on any Apple device that you have. You may know him from his band, Three Years Gone, with their song, 100 Proof, or their new song coming out August 27th, Pieces. You can find that on Spotify. You may know him from his stints as the Bruins superfan, Mr. Big Scary Man Guy. Yes, I said Big Scary Man Guy, but But I know him because he grew up down the street from where I grew up. I grew up to be in Boston, Massachusetts, grew up to be a Green Bay Packers fan. This man grew up to be a Cincinnati Bengals fan. There must have been something in the water, but I am happy to have him here to break down the AFC North. Please welcome for the first time ever, Mr. Pat Kearns. Welcome to the show, sir. Good God. You're like the rock on the microphone, man. Like CM Punk. That was fantastic. That's the best intro I've ever had. I'm going to literally listen to this recording. I'm going to play that every morning and get myself hyped up for my life. Like, Verbatim into Not your Twitter bio. Not the first time bio. a guest has said that, Pat. Not the first time a guest has we're known said that. For our, yes. We're known for our guest intros. That was amazing. And by we, Tony. By we, we mean we mean Tony. But look, I, I know, look, there is, there is you know, the song Love That Dirty Water, you know, which of course is about the city of Boston, but... Water must have been pretty bizarrely dirty to send the two of you in such, you know, directions away from the Patriots to Green Bay, respectively, in Cincinnati. I don't say that in a critical way. I'm just saying out of growing up in Boston where sports is king and and there are a few places in the country. And I I grew up in New Hampshire, so I'm, you know, we're like junior varsity Boston. We're like Boston adjacent, Massachusetts (laughs) adjacent. But it's the closest thing we have to civilization. And and there's few things that mean, you know, as much as sports. So it's just interesting to see how you guys diverged. How did you become a Bengals fan? Well, at least he got the Packers. So at least he had some happy moments. (laughs) I've just lived in pain. (laughs) It's just pain for me. I was just a dumb kid. And I remember... Uh, loving the stripes and loving the uniforms, and I went for it. And it's then, the best reason to sign on Ocho for a team Cinco. with the unis. I mean, once Ocho Cinco happened and TJ Huchmanzada was just like, well, I gotta, I gotta keep going with this. And then there was always like, hey, the Bengals are on the rise. Hey, this might work out. This is dope. Guy like Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle. Oh, it's gonna be great. It wasn't great. It was awful. <laughs> I just want one playoff game. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think I'm never, I'm not gonna make it. 
Like I'm starting to think I'm 32 and I'm like, dude, I might really not make it to watch it. But when Burrow went down, I was like, wow, this is, we really are cursed. Like this is unbelievable. Pat, you're talking to a Lions fan. I'm not going to oh, date wow. myself, but I'm slightly <laughs> older than you. And the last time a Lions won a goddamn playoff game, I was six. Yeah. Six, my friend. So we're kindred spirits. We are kindred spirits. I'm already feeling it. Made me feel better. Thank you. But unlike the Lions, the Bengals seem to have a future because they have Joe Burrow. I want to talk about Joe a little bit. Before we get into our MFKs, what do you feel about Joe Burrow? You are the Bengals fan. You have been watching this team forever. From the little that you saw in the rookie season, and I don't know if you watched him at LSU, do you are you are you over the moon that he's your quarterback? Do you think he's the answer? If his leg doesn't explode. Yeah, I think Fair enough. Joe Burrow is, he just looks the part. Like Andy Dalton had moments where he was pretty good, but you always knew he was going to crap himself. Like no matter what, you knew Andy Dalton was going to ruin everything. Burrow, his demeanor, the way that he's just, I mean, he's walking into games with SpongeBob, Mr. Krabs pocket squares. Like the dude's feeling himself. <laughs> he's not afraid of the moment. And that to me as a Bengals fan is the biggest thing is that he's not afraid of the moment. That's why I wanted to get Chase because, and hey, he had three drops. He didn't look great. But I'm just saying it's what Burrow wanted. And I want them to build this team the way that Burrow wants it because he's ready to go. He thinks they're going to win the division. He thinks they're going to do this. Are they? Probably not. But you know what? Belief sometimes is more important than anything. So he gives us a reason to believe. Hey, Ted Lasso said the same thing. It's all about believe. Let's break down. Let's see what we're going to believe. Where are we going to guide our listeners to go? Let's start with this Mary Fuck Kill. We're going to go round table with our Mary. And I'm going to go to the guest first. Mr. Pat Kearns, in the AFC North, what team are you going to marry? I'm going to marry the Bengals. I'm going to fuck the Bengals. And then I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> No, if we're going to be serious. That's the best answer we've ever received to that question. <laughs> if I'm going to be serious uh, about marrying, that's who we think is going to win the division, right? Correct. I'm going to go with the Browns. Really? Yes. I'm, Make your right. case. All right. Well, my whole thing with them is the offensive line. They have the best offensive line. I look at Wyatt Teller. I, I look at Wills. I look at Jack Conklin. And I don't believe in Baker, by the way. I just want to say that a million times. I think Baker sucks. But when you have – Hunt and Chubb in the backfield. You've got a pretty decent defense, and you've got that offensive line. It's hard to screw up. Like, I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill either. But when you've got the line and you've got Derrick Henry, you can figure it out. And Lamar Jackson's great, and you could easily make a case for the Ravens. But I, I don't believe in him. I don't, I don't buy him. And I, I think that Baker can do enough. And I think that running game and that offensive line is going to be the difference. I think the Browns take the division. Interesting. A marry for the Browns off the bat. Dangles, we're going to go to you next, my man. Are you agreeing with the Browns or are you going somewhere else? I like I like that Browns team a whole lot. I do, but I don't know if I, I feel confident enough to hitch my wagon to them for this season. Instead, I'm going to go in what could also be a potentially controversial way, and I'm going to pick the Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers is my marry for the AFC North. Look, this team... Uh, yes, they're sort of going through a rebuild. Maybe they don't want to admit it. They're in a little bit of that stage or maybe on the cusp of the rebuild. But I see this as a team where Ben Roethlisberger is looking at this and saying, this is my chance. This is my last dance. We've talked about last dances with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I think this year, more than any, is absolutely the last shot for Ben Roethlisberger. The defense they return is is very good. Yes, they lost uh, uh, Bud Dupree, uh, but they've 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 added some pieces as well. I'm Gosh, they brought in a linebacker. Melvin Ingram. 
name is now escaping me. Melvin Ingram is one of them, and they they brought in another pass rusher. Jadavian Clowney? De, uh, de, uh, Deontay Johnson uh, is very good. They've got uh, going to try and work Juju out of that uh, slot role. And uh, I was watching a little bit of their most recent preseason game, and this new tight end out of Pittsburgh, Pat Fryermuth, went and caught himself a couple of touchdowns looking very strong in the red zone. Granted, playing against uh, you know the second-string defense, uh, but I think there's a lot to like about this Steelers team this year. Najee Harris adds a run component they did not have uh, last season. I am all in on the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. And not just any second-string defense, Dangles, the second-string defense of the Detroit Lions. Dangles, I'm I'm sad I let you go first because you stole my thunder. All the points you made, I completely and utterly agree with. I'm right there with you, Pat. I love Lamar Jackson, the person. I'm not sure I love Lamar Jackson, the quarterback. This Browns team is a lot of fun, but I do not believe in Baker. But as you said, we talk enough about the last dance with the Green Bay Packers because this is my show. This is, the I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, after losing the worst playoff game I've ever seen them play to Cleveland last year, was bereft on the sideline. The, the, the gif of him sitting there with his hands in his pockets looking down as Pouncey's standing by him, and they're just like, don't know what to do, wallowing in their sorrows. But now Ben Roethlisberger lost some weight, got a little bit more fit, and has decided to come back and play one more year with Juju Smith-Schuster coming back. And, and he took a pay cut to back. do it. He took a pay cut to do it, too. This this is truly the last chance for this generation of Pittsburgh Steelers. And that defense is so goddamn good. There are players all over the place. And this might be the last chance for that team, too, because both T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick need to get paid this offseason all of these guys are looking at this as the last possible chance for us to perform with the players to the left and right of us and I'm excited to see it happen my only caveat my only thing that's holding me back is Pat you said Cleveland Browns have the best offensive line in football and you may that might be very well be true Pittsburgh has one of the worst offensive lines in football but the new offensive coordinator Matt Canada has been with this program it is not Randy Ferkser of the idiot like the plays they were running were figured out by week eight last year. The defense was yeah. calling it out before it actually happened. This year, it's going to be a little bit different. Canada knows what's going to happen with this whole entire roster and knows how to call the offense to help themselves. I think, I really do think, Pittsburgh is the class of this division. I'm going with a Mary. Shea for the Sharp. Where are you going, my friend? We're not making friends with our guest here. <laughs> well, truly incredible. I'm the fourth guy to go in this MFK and I'll be the only one in this group to marry the most consistent regular season bullies of this yeah. division in the last three years, the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think it's the most sexy pick, but if you're going on consistency, John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson, clearly kind of a regular season quarterback. And I think people get kind of mixed up with playoff Lamar Jackson, who's very clearly unproven, as opposed to regular season Lamar Jackson, who to this point has cannot be stopped. Now, I heard some random, you know, we call them Twitter GM say, oh, they think they might have figured out Lamar this year, his fourth year. Well, good luck to you, my friend, because Lamar is the most you know, he, he is the most dynamic weapon, uh, dual threat. You can't even call him a quarterback. He's just a playmaker under center. Um, but more so, I just love John Harbaugh. I love the consistency that he brings year in, year out. You know what you're going to get from them. You know they're going to compete. You know they're going to play hard. You know they're going to be deep. They're going to develop their talent. And so, again, if I'm hitching, if I'm hitching long-term commitment, if I have to be monogamous with some team, 
the same ass over and over and over and over again. Solid I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, Pat, let's go. We're having a little one-night stand. We had one few too many beers down at the Elks Lodge over there. We're deciding to take someone home. Where are we going? Who are we fucking? We're riding the Tiger all the way to, to victory is what we're going to do. We're going with the Bengals because you want to fuck <laughs> something sexy. It's not about making the playoffs on this pick. It's about who gets you excited, what's going on. And on paper, how do the Bengals not get you excited? As long as Joe Burrow is healthy – and you got Chase, and you got Higgins, who was an absolute monster. You got Mixon in the backfield. By the way, the thing is, too, Auden Tate is, is better than people think. He's making crazy catches all the time, and he gets lost in the shuffle, but he's very good. And Tyler Boyd is one of the best slot receivers in the league. He doesn't get enough credit. He never does. I think our offense is great. I think our defense, I know that you think that Trey Wayne's absolutely sucks, and he does sometimes, but he's going to be an upgrade for us. And I think our defense is going to be better than people think. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure a broomstick with a helmet on would be an upgrade from the defense we saw last year in Cleveland. That offensive line, though, when it comes to fucking, Joe Burrow needs time. He, he broke himself last year behind that offensive line, and they could have had a guy like Panay Sewell. They went with Jamar Chase instead. Of course, Jamar Chase could become the next Randy Moss, but will Burrow have the time to throw it to the outside? I'm a little bit worried about that, Pat. Tony, just do some screens. Just run some Madden and, and relax. It'll be fine. <laughs> He's going to make it happen. I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm telling you. The I screen. I'm going to do something. The band-aid of all offenses. Such a dad call. Run a screen. The That's dad. It. Run a screen. 100%. <laughs> Screens Dangles. Dangles, you were like me. You married the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm a little bit tempted to see where you're going to fuck. Yeah, this is a, uh, this is a tough one. Um, I think it's got to be the Ravens. Um, you know, I, I think this is also a big year for them. Like, this is, I think this is a year where we see if this whole Lamar Jackson experiment is really going to work out long term and whether this offense that they have catered so very specifically to his particular skill set can be sustained on a long term. You add Sammy Watkins in the wide receiving core. Lots of talk about J.K. Dobbins. I know in fantasy circles being having a breakout year this year. Um, I know he's He's certainly high, uh, someone who's high on on my uh, on my tier listings as I'm as I'm making those out. Um, you know, lost a couple pieces like Matthew Judon on on defense, um, but I think this is this team is still potentially the class of the division. I love the Cleveland Browns here too. I, Browns here too. I think there is an argument you can make to to fuck the Browns this year with how good they're going to be. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, a little more chalky here and stick with the Ravens. I'm not going there myself, my guy, because oh, I, I do love the Ravens. I love Lamar Jackson. I love J.K. Dobbins. He, he, I rode him to a fantasy championship last year and would love to do it again this year. But when I look at what happened to this Ravens team, I cannot look at a position where they got better. Every single position or every single unit got just a little bit worse, aside from that running back and, of course, Lamar being Lamar. But that defense only got a year older, especially along the defensive line. Calais Campbell, Brandon Williams, Derek Wolf; those guys aren't getting any younger. And one step further to retirement. Even Marcus Peters, a guy that every single locker room he has been in, he has worn out his welcome. He's been in Baltimore for quite a bit, and behind him it's Jimmy Smith and not much else. I'm a little bit worried to see if that defense takes a step back. Therefore, the whole entire team How will take Marlon a step back. How about Marlon Humphrey? Marlon Humphrey's great, but you got to cover the other side of the field, too. And then the offensive line, which is always, has always been a strength of this team. Orlando Brown, 
Jr. decided he wanted to get paid as a left tackle. They said, we have Ronnie Staley, one of the best left tackles in football. And we said, Orlando, it's either right tackle or bust. They ended up trading him to a conference rival in Kansas City. And now they're starting Alejandro Villanueva, who Pittsburgh let walk away. Who knows, Villanueva might be good, but he's also an ancient man playing that position. I'm just saying, this Baltimore team consistency. John Harbaugh, they've won. They're undefeated in the preseason since I was a child, but this team only got a little bit worse, and I cannot see myself fucking this team. The team that got better, we talked, I talk about over and over again how Matt Nagy is the worst coach of the year in the history of that award. Kevin Stefanski deserved that award last year. This Browns team can ball. No I'm very excited to see it play. In he path. did win the award last year, Tony. That's he was what I'm saying. Of the year last year. No, no, he's yeah. saying he, he's he saying deserved, deserved that it, award. And he did. Sorry. And he did. Sorry, yeah, sorry. absolutely. I think you, I agree with you there. Fuck that up. He deserved that award. It's okay. You'll fuck up more in the future. It's fine. But Kevin Stefanski and the Cleveland Browns know what they're doing. Pat laid it out for him. I'm not going to repeat his what he said there. I also don't believe in Baker, but I believe in that team. I believe in the way they play the game. I'd love to have those running backs in Green Bay and just run the ball all day because they can't be stopped. J.C. Treader, please come back to Green Bay. I'm all about Cleveland. Love that team as my fuck. Schaefer the Sharp, where are you going? I'm going to pile on uh, my fuck and also say the Cleveland Browns, but bring a little bit more original thought to your take, Tony Squares. I like Pat's take. Here's my thing. We can raise our hand in this show and say when we were wrong. I was not high on the Kevin Stefanski hire at all. I thought it was a reach. I didn't think, I didn't think much of it at all. You weren't especially alone. After that. Yeah, but after that abysmal playoff uh, um, showing and the, uh, uh, on the road in San Francisco, I was like, who is this guy? Definitely proved me wrong. Coach of the Year, as Tony's correctly stated, uh, Coach of the Year is Kevin Stefanski. I also, like you, Pat, was not a believer in Baker Mayfield at all. I was selling all my stock on him. Um, and last year, you know, I, I think I think maybe his year was even just a little bit a little bit overrated as far as just the perception of it, right? He was kind of a game manager, relied on the defense, relied on a, a, a great rushing attack uh, in, in Chubb and Hunt. However, uh, Baker is the third quarterback in NFL history that had four different coaches in the first three seasons. And two of those included um, Hugh, Jack- Hugh Jackson and Freddie fucking Kitchens, who's now working at Cabela's, I think, in a uh, suburb of Boston. Okay? Now, we just saw Josh Allen back up the Brinks truck in the literal sense for a contract. Now, Baker called that a win for all QBs. But yeah. conveniently for Baker, this is a potential contract year. You, co- you come in with a offseason, his first offseason of continuity, of comfort, of getting, he's really, now he's not the guy doing commercials. Now he's the leader of the Cleveland Browns. And let's not discount, guys. Again, raise my hand, bad, bad pick. Laying the Steelers at home, laying six points, and the Browns waxed the floor with them. They were a Chad Henney, they were a Chad Henney fourth down conversion away of potentially going to the AFC championship game. Um, Don't discount that playoff experience. This team knows how to win. I'm actually concerned about OBJ coming back. I'm not really, I'm not, if he doesn't even contribute, I'm not even worried about it. I, uh, Landry's proven he's, he's capable. I like Rashard Higgins. I like Donovan Peoples-Jones. So I'm, abs- I'm absolutely, uh, this is a sexy, sexy team that I am definitely sending drinks over to the bar, saying what's up, doing corny gifts in their DMs. The Cleveland Browns I am having consensual relations with. Sorry, Mom. There you go. Let him know. Pat, we're going to you Dig for it. our kill. We've talked about who we're marrying. We've talked about who we're uh, taking home for a fun little night in the sun. But now it's time to take the team that we a think is going to shoot. The sun? Shut up, Dangles. Now we're going to go <laughs> I'm for sorry, the team. I'm sorry. That's just like that's a fucking paradox. Like, that, <laughs> that seems hot. 
<laughs> seems pretty hot. What is this, Alaska? <laughs> we're gonna now we're gonna go to the team that we have think will shoot under expectations. The team that we are going to kill. Now you fucked the Bengals. You married the Browns. That leaves the two stalwarts, the two teams that you can consistently bet on to succeed, and they always will. One of these teams, according to you, is falling apart. Who is it going to be? Fuck the Steelers. Well, no, kill the Steelers. Sorry. Kill the Steelers. So I, get, we get the, the, I think we get the sentiment. I Steelers so much. Sorry, I've been saying fuck the Steelers for years. The Steelers, I can't believe you guys think what you're thinking here with them because Ben Roethlisberger is, don't get it full, don't get it twisted. Ben Roethlisberger is a cheeseburger and a gust of wind away from being nothing, from being <laughs> awful and trash. And then you got freaking Smith Schuster on TikTok. Like, are you, you guys really think that the Steelers are going to win this division? There's no – I would bet my house that there's no way the Steelers are going to win. That They're not even going to sniff. Dude, the Steelers are coming in last. They're going to suck. Wow. Okay. That's Stop. I just I can't like Mike Tomlin's a multi uh, he's a Super Bowl winner like I mean this guy knows how to coach when the chips are down. I think there's a lot he's in place. He's never had for a losing season. Year. He's never had a losing season in the history that they've been there. And Pittsburgh I think has only had like one back-to-back losing season since the 70s. Like they I don't know if they've ever had it's nuts. It's nuts. But uh, I, to me, talking about Pittsburgh with Mapletron in year 2 with Deontay Johnson, he's he's been he's been Ben Roethlisberger's favorite target now for a while. Devin Najee Bush Harris. is back this year, you know, with the departure of Bud Dupree. That's who I was thinking yeah. of earlier. It wasn't a new linebacker. Devin Bush is back, which helps because Bud Dupree is not gone. Uh, but not you're there saying anymore. kill the Steelers. Man. Yeah, they need to lean on Claypool, and I don't think I don't want to rely on Juju. If I'm them, I don't want to rely on Juju Smith-Schuster because he's horrible in the locker room. He's on TikTok. He doesn't give a shit, and his stats have been trashed. I don't. I love Claypool as a player, but he gets hurt way too much. And if you have to put it all on Johnson, it's not going to work out well. Plus, if Roethlisberger goes down, they're so screwed. Like they're interesting. Interesting thing I was hearing, and as I was watching the the, the Steelers uh, uh, preseason game the other night, it was their local broadcast, and one of the things to, to the point about Juju, they were kind of talking about maybe the reason why he regressed a little bit is because he had to, he wants, he, he's trying to push back to an outside receiver role and where they really need to use him and function him more as a slot receiver. I wonder if he'll, I'm not saying I think this one way or another, but I kind of wonder if maybe if they use him more in that sense with Mapletron and Deontay on the outsides, if he might settle back in and, and have a better season i guess your point is sort of he's not even paying attention to football because he's on tiktok and playing Fortnite all day long uh, which is which is not untrue i occasionally drop into his stream on twitch um and it's 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 decent it's decent content <laughs> saying that uh you can follow the west coast gamblers on tiktok at your leisure feel free to do that dangles <laughs> who are you killing my friend well, uh, since it doesn't sound like our guest has much uh, 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 given give, gives much <laughs> weight to our takes anyway. I'm going to go ahead and kill the Cincinnati Bengals and not worry what Bastard. he thinks about it. I know, I know. But see, here's the thing. I just I think this team is still going to struggle at the t- position that they've struggled with for years and years in the offensive line, a, a position that they've tried to address over and over again. But between drafting guy, uh, you know, overdrafting guys, overpaying old dudes, um, and just not having great judgment about who they're signing and who they're drafting, I still don't think they're in a great position to succeed. I love Jamar Chase that there as that at that pick, and I don't know as a GM how you how you ignore that like especially if as you said it's what joe wants but from like a pure football standpoint it's hard for me to look at that and go they passed up a generational talent at offensive line the one place where they've been critically terrible over the last like decade plus 
um, it will require it will require a very good season from Joe Burrow and a glow up on the defense. I think for them to exceed their win total, which I believe is set at six and a half. But look, I mean, there's a reason why Vegas doesn't think they're going to win more than seven games this year. Uh, Dangles, once again, you are stealing my thunder, and I am killing the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> as well. Bastards. You have me come on this. <laughs> but let me, but let me tell you what. Because on the defensive side, listen, they gave out a lot of money in free agency to guys like Trey Hendrickson, DJ Reader, Mike Hilton, but I'm, I, I understand it. No one wants to go to Cincinnati to play football, so you have to overpay to get those guys. And they are better than what they had last year. That defense should Leaps be more of an NFL-level defense for sure. Yeah. Where I have trouble with is what they spent and who they got on the offensive line. Because as we know, Joe Burrow is the future. Joe Burrow is the franchise. Joe Burrow is number one. You got Jamar Chase because of Joe Burrow. Sure, I can defend that. I won't go against it. The offensive line, however, who you paid to be there, Joe Burrow's knee exploded into 17 different pieces last year. And if you expect him to stay upright all year, you need to protect that man. Not with skill position players, which you already had, by the way. You already had T. Higgins. You already had Tyler Boyd. You already had Joe Mixon. You didn't need to go crazy on that end. You need to protect what's in front of Joe Burrow. And I know Drew and I have seen enough of Riley Reef to know that that's not the answer. Quentin Spain is not the answer. Okay, guys like uh, you're bringing in Billy. Uh, I like Billy Price, the draft pick, but Xavier Suafilo, that's not the answer. And this should be the utmost importance to protecting Joe Burrow and having him stay upright for the next five to ten years. Joe Burrow will be there longer than Zach Taylor will. And I'm a little bit worried that Zach Taylor is trying to do stuff to win now and try to improve his draft stock now than Joe Burrow. I worry about his health. I want him to succeed. He's, I want that cigar-smoking Joe Burrow. I want Cincinnati to be the class of the AFC North. But behind what they did in the offensive line, it's not going to happen this year. Six and a half is a terribly low win total for Vegas to have out there. I'm tempted to take the under on it. I think Cincinnati stinks. They they did draft two linemen in this uh, in this draft in the second and fourth round. So it's not to suggest, and I agree with everything you said, Tony, it's not to suggest that they haven't addressed the position. I just don't think they've done it well. No, I agree with you. Shea for the Sharp, where are you going? Pat, man, thanks for um, coming on. You've been great. I'm also killing the Cincinnati Bengals here. Oh, my here. God, you um, guys. Is this why you had me on? You just want to yell? <laughs> Kill my team? This was not supposed to be an ambush. Oh. Listen, listen, it's not supposed to be an ambush. But but to give you perspective on your free agent signing of Riley Reef, he was a first-round draft pick nearly uh, uh, about – 18 months after you made your debut as Big Wooly Man or Scary Man at the Bruins or whatever the hell that you did. I mean, literally, he was a first-round draft pick in 2012. Now, I understand, like these guys said, uh, Jamar Chase, it's, it's I don't want to say it's forgivable because they didn't do anything wrong, but again, when you have Panay Sewell there and your quarterback, your franchise quarterback's knee exploded, I was a little iffy about that pick, but I'm going to actually go a different route of why I think, I'm going to give you a little hope here, Pat. I'm going to, I'm going to go a, a, a different route of uh, of why I think uh, I'm killing the big the Bengals this year for just this one year window, I think similar situation in the NFC West where you got three teams in a championship window and then the Arizona Cardinals kind of toiling around. I don't think the Bengals are in any hurry to win now, and I think when you see their division counterparts, you have Big Ben. Regardless of what you think of him, I kind of tend to to your take, Pat. I think he's kind of done. Needless to say, they're throwing everything at the wall this year to try to get in, in into the playoffs, push for a Super Bowl. The Ravens have made the playoffs three straight years. We all know it. They're, they're trying to get the Lamar Jackson playoff monkey off their literal back, right? And the Browns are kind of the upstart sexy team that just got there. I think this is a really competitive division at the top. I think if the Bengals start out 
you know, a couple games under 500. And if Burrow even tweaks anything, any hint of a knee, any hint of an ankle, there is zero reason. And I get your point uh, about Zach Taylor, Tony, wanted wanted to win now. But unfortunately, a guy that looks like a youth minister could find a pastor job immediately upon firing. And I don't know if he's a guy that's going to lead him into the promised land. That's that's my big takeaway, Pat, is for this year. And again, I'm a smoking Joe guy for this year. I have to kill the Bengals based on their counterparts ability and push to win right now in a quote unquote championship. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree with that, too, uh, except for the fact that the Bengals will be fine and they'll figure it out and fuck you guys. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know. I, I I love I love your blind optimism because it's the I feel like it's the only thing it's got to be it's either it's got to be a coping mechanism right at a certain point you have to develop this this like I we're just gonna do it we're just gonna be great and it's gonna be fine and I love my team otherwise I mean look I drew Drew you you know must know exactly what that's like <laughs> thanks Dangles I do yeah <laughs> thanks thanks Dangles got I got to stab him somewhere let's move on now though. We are here to make people money, okay? We are here to make our listeners money with our bets that you can take right now. There are season-long win total bets you can take before the season begins, and we are giving out one each episode. Each host is taking a team saying they're either going to go over or under, and we're asking the guest to do the same. So, Pat, we're going to go to you first, my friend. Where are we going for a season-long win total bet over or under? you got to pound the over for the Bengals, boys. Pound the – like, literally – Pound the crap out of it because the Bengals are going over. And by the way, they're going over by like a smidge. <laughs> Just that much. So I'm not saying Just I'm that not much. Seven games. games. <laughs> but you said six and a half, right? Well, it's officially the quest for seven, boys. I'm going to tell you that right now. We got a title. We Trademark that title. I like that. Going to make it happen. And honestly, probably make it happen in like the last game of the season when nothing matters anymore. And we're going to ride like six wins all year. And then we're going to do it at the end. The quest for seven. I'm going to put in a call to Fanatics saying seven and ten with a dollar sign on the back. That'd be cool. I'm going to get a jersey right now. (laughs) I'm going to give mine next because I talked about how much I love this team. And the reason why I was so surprised at this win total, that was the easiest one that I had. Baltimore is at 11. Cleveland's at 10 and 5. I think Pittsburgh's winning the division and their number is eight and a half. Obviously, Vegas and the sports books don't agree with me. They think this Pittsburgh team is going to be under 500, like Pat says. But I still think that this last dance for Ben and the team around the Steelers, I think it's true. I really think the offensive coordinator and losing him, changing him, makes the world of a difference. They were 11-0. and They were 11-0. and And they return most of this team, and the defense gets healthier. Eight and a half wins to go 9-8 and eight in this season with 17 games. I think that's a gimme. Pittsburgh over eight and a half. Honestly, the easiest decision I made doing all these divisions. Uh, Dangles, where are you going? Nope, uh, I'm right there with you, Tony. I've also got the Pittsburgh Steelers over eight and a half wins. Um, I, again, I'm high on them as well, and, and I've found that number at uh, plus 110 in certain places. You can get it plus 110 on DraftKings. Positive money for a team, I think, that, that – and, you know, uh, looking at the schedule, they have, a t- they have a couple of tough games. They start the season in Buffalo against the Bills. Love that that's, game. That's, you know, that's, that it'll game. be a fun game. They have to go to Lambeau and play the Packers. Um, but looking down through here and, and the in-division opponents, um, you know, they have a game at the Chargers – um, they have a game at the Chiefs. It's going to be a tough slog, but I do see eight wins here. I think they win a couple that people don't think they will. They might surprise you and beat the Chargers, something like that. Um, but I think nine wins is easily attainable for this Steelers team. Schaefer the Sharp, our resident Sharp, you are the man that takes the analytics to another level. You're the man that makes money on this show. Where is the Sharp mind going in the AFC?
AFC North. Come on, buddy. Let's go. Yeah, Pat, like like Tony said, these picks tend to hold maybe a little more weight based on some history. Really try to pick some winners. And once again, man, you've been awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I'm going under the Bengals win total here at six and a half. Um, and, and, and listen, listen, you got to look at this schedule, man. Like there's, I don't see four wins here or six wins. This is a fade on Joey Burrow's health. Now notice I say health. Um, Now I think people forget, people forget when he got hurt that he was leading the Bengals to a playoff charge or his stats were like Justin Herbert. Like now in 10 games, he was two, seven and one last year with 13 touchdowns, five interceptions. He was sacked 32 times in 10 games QBR of 50 56.2 since he was 29th in pass protection last year we, we already heard about the ancient Riley Reef coming on board Dangles mentioned their draft picks but again let's talk about you, you have two teams within the division with double digit win totals you got big Ben's last stand again I would probably lean under on that total just for the record Pat on the Steelers but again but again they are gonna they are gonna throw everything at the wall so this is actually one of my favorite futures of the entire season. I just think it would be I would be shocked if Joe Burrow started 17 games on that restructured knee or like I said earlier, if they're out of contention and it's even a hint of potential injury, I think they do the smart thing. They they put him on ice for the future. They get maybe a new head coach and a new system there high draft pick. So my best bet for the AFC North is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals under six and a half at minus 120. I will say, after Joe Burrow, there's Brandon Allen, Mr. Pat Shermer's son, and then Dangles. You remember Eric Dungy of Syracuse Orange fame. That's the fourth-string quarterback in Cincinnati right now. Tough sledding after Burrow. But, hey, Pat, thanks for being a trooper, no I problem. guess. Thanks for hanging <laughs> out with us and having us bash the Bengals for a while. <laughs> He's like, I'm never coming back. No, I love it. <laughs> and so this you is just, the one thing I You want. just came here to drag my team through the mud. It's okay, I'm into it. I liked it. You guys were great. <laughs> little BDSM before the season begins, right? But, hey, thank you for coming on. That's the end of our AFC North preview. We have the AFC South coming tomorrow with a very funny guest from Chicago Morning Radio, Mr. Austin Huff. Also, September 6th, not to look too far ahead, that's our season-long future show. We're giving out bets for the entirety of the NFL season. And then Thursday, September 9th, is our week one preview show, Brady versus Dak. I cannot wait. The NFL is right around the corner. AFC the rest of this week, NFC the week after that. A lot of West Coast gamblers coming at you, but it's a lot of fun. For Tony Cavallo, for Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, our guest Pat Kearns, who hopefully he will come back and lick his wounds once Joe Burrow blows out his other knee. That is it for the West Coast gamblers. And as always, thank you for listening. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket hole, squad fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Girl, see to the G, West Coast game. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket hole, squad fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag up deep in the pocket goes down the field for smith oh he caught it smith touchdown 85 yards dub c to the g west coast gamblers Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you from candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. 
New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on.